This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hi, this is Sarah Gregory, and today I'm talking to Dr. Marie DiPirio. She's in Cincinnati with NIOSH, the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health. We'll be discussing her article about how infectious diseases can spread in the workplace. Welcome, Dr. DiPirio. Thanks, Sarah. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for this opportunity. Let's just jump right in. What's your study about and how is it conducted? We wanted to better understand the range of infectious disease cases in workplaces, the risk factors for workers, and the ways to prevent infectious disease transmission on the job. To do that, we performed a literature review of infectious disease investigations in workplaces across the United States for a period of time. So using keywords, we searched two databases, and we found 67 articles and seven health hazard evaluation reports on 66 investigations. We then abstracted information from each paper, and then we used that information to describe occupational factors to consider in investigations and also a systematic approach to control and prevent infectious disease in the workplace. What's unique about infectious diseases in the workplace? There are a lot of factors in the workplace that may combine to increase the risk of infection among workers. So first, there's factors about the disease itself and their different modes of transmission. So as an example... The bacteria that causes tuberculosis is transmitted through the airborne route, where small particles containing the bacteria like, are suspended in the air and they can be breathed in. This makes it easier to spread within workplaces where workers have a higher likelihood of being in close contact with persons who have undiagnosed illness. So another factor is um, factors about the workplace and the work activities themselves that can facilitate transmission. As an example of this, Construction workers in Central California who dig up or move soil can be exposed to coccidioides, which is a fungus that causes coccidiotomycosis or valley fever. Finally, there are factors about the workers themselves that can contribute to their risk of getting a disease, so things like impaired immunity or even socioeconomic and language factors. How are infectious diseases in the workplace identified? In order to identify that infectious disease in the workplace, there needs to be, one, a diagnosis of the disease, and two, recognition by the clinician that it could be related to the person's work. Sometimes, clusters can be identified if more than one case is associated with the same workplace close in time. Workplace clusters can be more readily identifiable if occupational information is collected on individual case report forms in notifiable disease databases. And what did you find? Who is most likely to get a disease at work? The cases we reviewed allowed us to identify a range of infectious diseases, specific settings and activities that are at increased risk for certain infectious diseases. We found that cases we reviewed appear to be concentrated in specific industries and occupations, especially the healthcare industry and among like people like laboratory workers, public service workers, and workers who handle or care for animals. What's the most important aspect of this study, and why is this study important? I think our literature review really highlights the importance of considering the workplace as a factor when looking at infectious disease. Consideration of occupational risk factors and the control of occupational exposures is really important and will help protect workers' health and prevent infectious disease transmission, not only in workplaces, but also in the community. What other kinds of studies on the subject should be done or would you like to see be done? I think 
Once notifiable disease systems routinely collect occupational information, it'd be really interesting to analyze those data to identify additional patterns and also additional industries and occupations that could be at risk. For example, our group has analyzed occupational information for infectious diseases like coccidioidomycosis and campylobacter infections. For campylobacter infections, which causes a bacterial gastroenteritis, we found that persons working in not only agriculture and food production, but also in healthcare and personal care occupations were at increased risk. How long did this study take? It seems like it was uh, quite extensive. Um, what were your first steps? It's funny because some of the co-authors and I had actually talked about doing this type of literature review for a few years. Um, it wasn't until Dr. Chaping Su, who's an infectious disease physician from Taiwan CDC, started his fellowship as an epidemic intelligence service officer at the United States CDC. He really dug into the scientific literature, and that's how the study took off. The literature search and drafting of the manuscript, once we got started, took about a year to complete and really are the results of contributions by all six of the co-authors. Did you have an initial hypothesis or expectation when you began? I would say, you know, prior to beginning the literature review, we knew that infectious disease cases and outbreaks had been reported in multiple industries and occupations. However, um, you know, we learned that infectious diseases can affect workers in many occupations, even those beyond um, things like uh, industries like healthcare, laboratory, and animal care work. So as an example, we found infectious diseases also affects workers in industries like construction, manufacturing, transportation, and education. What's been the most challenging aspect of doing this study? Do you have any anecdotes you'd like to share? Well, I would say, you know, it's pretty clear from our literature review that many groups of workers are at risk for infectious diseases. However, we know that surveillance of work-related infectious diseases is not done systematically. So we're probably missing occurrences of infectious diseases in the workplace. We're also probably missing industries, occupations, and exposures not historically identified as at risk. So CDC surveillance programs, including the program here at NIOSH, we're working on strategies to change this based in part on findings from this review. Can you give us some practical outbreak controls? Yeah, so at NIOSH, we use the occupational health and safety hierarchy of controls as a framework to approach prevention and control measures. The first rung is elimination of hazards, which is the most preferred measure, but it's really not always possible for infectious agents. So the next best things in this hierarchy are isolating workers from the hazards through engineering controls, changing the way people work through administrative controls, and then also using personal protective equipment or PPE. Okay, so is there anything else you'd like to tell us that I haven't asked about this study? Yeah, I think it's important that um, the listeners understand that an effective program to prevent transmission of infectious diseases in the workplace should involve input from not only management, but also employees and unions as applicable. So employees should be informed of and trained on their potential risk of infectious diseases and also trained on how to prevent or minimize those exposures. And why were you personally interested in participating in this study? At the time of when we were discussing potentially doing the study, so the first author, Dr. Chaping Su, and I, we were actually the only board-certified infectious disease physicians at NIOSH. 
So we shared the special interest in describing infectious diseases that occur in the workplace. And we talked about, you know, the need for this type of review that just focuses on workers and workplaces. So since I've come to CDC, um, I've had personal experience in addressing workplace transmission of things like, you know, pandemic influenza A, H1N1 at a long-term care facility. Um, I also was deployed and assisted with the Ebola virus disease cases in Dallas, Texas, um, specifically after the first nurse was diagnosed. Um, I've also looked at tuberculosis in many um, healthcare settings and also did a, an interesting investigation looking at Campylobacter infections among poultry processing workers. These investigations have really highlighted for me the importance of focusing on workplaces, not only to identify at-risk populations, but also understand how diseases spread and how they can be prevented. If you could fix just one science or health-related problem, what would you pick? Since I work at NIOSH, which focuses on worker health, I'd have to say that I would like to ensure safe and healthy working conditions for every worker in this country. You know, it's really important that we minimize the number of workers who become injured or ill on the job. And sort of along those same lines, what's the one best thing people can do to protect themselves in this world of global diseases? So I don't know if I can pick one thing, but I can say, you know, since infectious diseases have no borders, it's important that people follow basic established infection prevention measures. So these include things like, you know, being up to date on immunizations, um, practicing good hand hygiene, um, and having access to safe water. And again, further along those same lines, there are a lot of um, terrible diseases out there now. And as you said, there are no borders. Are you optimistic about the future? I am. So I am optimistic um, because I think science has really advanced our public health knowledge significantly. Um, however, you know, we're always going to have emerging and re-emerging infectious diseases that are going to continue to threaten workers' health. So I think it's really important for us as a scientific community to understand the importance of work as a determinant of health. Specifically, understanding how work and workplaces contribute to the transmission of infectious diseases among workers and potentially the larger community is really critical, I think, to preventing future outbreaks. And on a completely um, personal note, tell us about your job now. Where do you work um, specifically and what do you do? Also, what interests you about infectious diseases? Thanks, Sarah. I'm a medical officer in the U.S. Public Health Service, and I'm also a physician board certified in internal medicine and infectious diseases. So I'm currently assigned to NIOSH's Health Hazard Evaluation Program, where we do worksite investigations of health hazards in response to requests from employers, unions, and employees. We've been able to investigate a variety of different health hazards in the workplace, and my specialty happens to be infectious diseases. I've participated or led a lot of, um, well, not a lot, but a few of the investigations that we highlight in this paper. I really enjoy going into the workplace and trying to figure out what factors, occupational or non-occupational, contribute to infectious diseases. And for your final question, what do you do for fun? <laughs> That's funny that you ask because I am a mom of two kids. Um, my kids are 11 and 9, and they are very busy. When I'm not at work, I'm usually driving them around and cheering for them um, at baseball, soccer, or hockey games. Um, so I am 
really a soccer and hockey mom when I'm not working. Well, that's actually pretty impressive that you are a mom of two children and you do all this deployment and these papers and everything. Very nice. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. I really appreciate this opportunity to to highlight our work. And thanks for joining me out there. You can read the March 2019 article, Case Investigation of Infectious Diseases Occurring in Workplaces, United States, 2006 through 2015, online at cdc.gov eid. I'm Sarah Gregory for Emerging Infectious Diseases. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.